inside. Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding catch saved by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizana sliding catch save. Robin Leonard. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two, rolling right along. Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Ryan Wallace, Brian McCormick, Chris Chapman. We are doing our mock draft live on the air. We are trying to draft a Seattle Kraken team that we can be proud of or at minimum not be embarrassed by at the end of the show. I'm not sure how it's going for for both of you. Listen, I've come to realize that I unwittingly went all in for year one. Uh, everything else beyond year one is, um, well, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. But year one, let me tell you, it's going to be a fantastic year. I'm going to catch lightning in a bottle, and this team is going to win some hockey games. That's all I can guarantee. I think right now my team is a reflection of, of me as a person. Not flashy, not exciting, but a just a responsible, level-headed adult. That's <laughs> that's my team. My team. You don't date my team, but you might marry it. <laughs> there we go. Chapman, what about you? What about you? You know, I, I, as I look through this, I, I'm looking at my lines, and it, 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 it very it's it's one of those where it's pretty even throughout. Like, obviously, there's going to be a dropping off from my first line and my second line and my third line. But then I get to my fourth line, and I'm like, oh, yeah. A lot of minor leaguers, a lot of guys who really haven't established themselves as, as good players in the NHL. But you know what? I think that's kind of what this is about, too. Mm -hmm. Because you, you, you have the opportunity to take a chance on some younger players who maybe haven't panned out or maybe haven't been given a chance in their original location. So, like, my, 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 one of my picks coming up is, is one of those guys. I, I like my fourth line. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I went all in year one. I, I, we'll see what ends up happening. We're going to get to it, I promise. But let's pick up where we left off. We are on the New Jersey Devils. Chapman, who do you select from New Jersey? Well, this was one where there were a couple different directions to go. I never once considered taking P.K. Subban as contract is way too big. Uh, Will Butcher was a guy that, that I considered. Obviously, a guy who who has a lot of talent and maybe hasn't lived up to to his uh, um, expectations. But I went off the board here a little bit, and I went with a guy who who's a young young player was a very high draft pick, forty first overall back in two thousand sixteen, and he's actually been compared to another player that I actually did take from another team that we'll get to in a little bit. Big player, uh, they say he skates really well, and that's Nathan Bastion. Interesting. That that whole lead up, I thought you were going to go with uh, with David Quenville. I thought about. Uh, I, I thought. I actually thought about Johnson as well, but uh, didn't didn't go there. I went Will Butcher. Needed defenseman. Uh, heavier cap hit at three point seven than I would like for where he probably would fit into my lineup. But we're gonna we're gonna hope Will Butcher has more to offer in his next stop. I did go David Quenville. Um, that's. <laughs> You know, it's interesting that that you know, in terms of New Jersey, like I'm not seeing, I'm not looking at anything that's going to be in my lineup from New Jersey. I'm going to take a chance on David Quinville, see what he's able to bring to the table, come uh, 
you know, come the, uh, the, the training camp. So let's move on to the New York Islanders. Chapman, who you got? Well, this, this came down to one of two guys for me, and I went with a guy who could play on the right wing, and that's Jordan Eberle. Solid player, nice number. Uh, he's not going to break your bank, and he's under contract for a little bit too. So Eberle is a guy that, that I went. Exactly the same, Jordan Eberle. We, we've rationalized all these picks. Sometimes you just want a really good player for a really good number <laughs> who's going to do really good things, and Jordan Eberle at 5.5 is a phenomenal cap hit for him through uh, 2024. Uh, it, it's it's interesting to see the Islanders where they stand and where their projections are for the coming years. They expect to be a contender. It's really hard to see them getting through this without losing one of Jordan Eberle or Josh Bailey. Yeah, I went Josh Bailey. Uh, I I like the versatility of Josh Bailey. I, I feel like there's a little bit more in terms of situations you can play him in. You can play him a little bit more down your lineup, up your lineup. Uh, Jordan Eberle, I, I think, is a fantastic player, uh, but I couldn't afford the extra five hundred thousand dollars for it. <laughs> so Josh Josh Bailey. Because you're giving it to Tyson I'm, Berry. I'm I'm feeling really good about uh about uh, all, Josh Bailey. Because, all the more reason, right? You know, <laughs> it's all it's all about trade offs, guys. It's all about trade offs. And I, again, I'm confident that my team is gonna be fantastic year one. Let's move on to the New York Rangers. Hey Chris Chapman, who did you take from the Rangers? I went with a versatile player, guy who has produced a little bit for them. Uh kind of got lost in the shuffle, I think. Uh he's twenty eight years old and that's Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell, phenomenal breakout season. His first real full-time NHL chance after some injury trouble the years before. Uh, great cap hit number. Ch- Chap, I'm curious. You said with the Islanders you were between Everly and one other. Who was the other? Josh Bailey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I, I, I went Blackwell <laughs> as well. <laughs> I did not go with Colin Blackwell. I went with Johnny Brodzinski, and, and this is probably Great name, by the my, way. Y- yeah. He just probably, sounds like a tough guy. I guess. I mean, I just I think he's got a really cool name. Um, he he he's not a tough guy. Um, I think this is kind of my L.A. Kings roots showing through, and Johnny Brodzinski uh, fits the bill for me because he's not going to play in the NHL for me. So that's totally fine. Going on to the Ottawa Senators, Chris Chapman, who you got? Well, Ottawa is a place where I think careers go to die. And this is okay. a player who signed with Ottawa last year. They did not protect him this year. He produced quite a bit when he was with the Florida Panthers, had a down year in his free agent year, mm-hmm. had another down year with Ottawa. I think a fresh start would be good for Yevgeny Dadanov. Yevgeny Dadanov for me as well. Of all the guys I have to spend money with on that roster, he's the one that I have the most potential bang for buck. I thought Chris Tierney circled back and I did as Dadanov. well. Went Dadanov. You know, Dadnov's interesting. As I'm looking through, I, I probably could have gotten um, better production from Dadnov than uh, for half the price of Jeff Skinner. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, I went a little bit off the board. I went goaltender. I went Joey Decord. And, and the reason being is, you know, if you can develop a goalie, you can turn it into assets later on. He's an RFA uh, through signed through 2023, $750,000. Not going to break the bank. And if I need to, uh, if I need another goaltender, I, I've got one in the pipeline that I can believe in. So Joey Decord is my pick from the Ottawa Senators. Moving on to the Philadelphia Flyers. Chris Chapman, where'd you go on this one? Well, to me, this was a no-brainer. It's a guy who comes with a very high price tag. However, a guy who has produced under Dave Haxtall, who is, of course, the coach in Seattle, 47 goals in 112 games 
with Dave Haxall as a coach. I already drafted one Jersey Shore guy. I'm going to take another, and that is James Van Reemsdyke. I might as well just let Chap do my roster the rest of the way because <laughs> same guy, same reason. James Van Reemsdyke is my first line left winger. Same here. Oh, come on, guys! It's it's Jacob Voracek. That's I thought about I'm him. Going. I did. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going Jake Voracek, and, and the only reason I'm going Jake Voracek is uh, chaos theory again. I only care about one year. That's all I care about. Because quite frankly, once you see the team beyond year one, it's not going to be my problem. I'm going to get fired. It's totally fine. Jake Voracek is my selection. I still think that he can play. I think you put the right pieces around him, and you'll see what I mean when we get to the lines. Um, I think he can be an effective player. Uh, not $8.25 million effective, but uh, it's only for a couple of years, and you can you can stomach anything for a couple of years, right? You're Moving paying, on. like, five guys over $8 million. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it all works. Like, and you that's got, a, and that's you got Johnny Brzezinski. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's totally fine. Like, listen, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Year one, this team is going to be a good hockey team. Beyond that, I don't really care. It's not my problem. The, <laughs> the Pittsburgh the, Penguins, the streets Chris of, Chapman, the streets, of, the streets of Seattle are going to be full next June. It's either going to be the parade for you or they're going to be running you out of town yeah. one way or the other. Yes. <laughs> hey, listen. A parade listen, or a I'm mob. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I either want to be amazing or terrible. Middle ground, I don't know how to do that. So Pittsburgh Penguins, Chris Chapman. Who do you got? This was a tough one for me because I, I felt all along they were going to lose a, a good young forward, and they have quite a mm -hmm. few. They actually traded one uh, last weekend. However, when I looked at my roster, looked at what I wanted to do, I went with a guy who was under contract for a couple years, and I actually went with a defenseman, Marcus Pedersen. Hmm. I thought about Marcus Pedersen. I thought about Jason Zucker and Brandon Tanev. We just, it reached the point in the draft where the spot that they would occupy, I liked the person I had there already better. Otherwise, I'd grab them. This is a perfect example of, of guys that you might draft to flip somewhere else if you had a deal set up. Uh, I went for good uh, good defensive metrics, some size on the bomb side, uh, Cody Cece. Another oh, pending that's UFA Ryan's that, favorite guy. Another pending UFA <laughs> yeah, that if I couldn't get him re-signed, it wouldn't break my heart. Big Cody CC fan here. Um, I thought about uh, Yuso Ricola just because of the name, uh, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go that direction. Ricola. I went with a with a defenseman. Yeah, I went with a defenseman. I really, really like Marcus Pedersen. I, I I like the cap hit. I think that you can get more out of him. Uh, he's going to be a cornerstone piece for me. So Marcus Pedersen is the direction I went with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Moving on to everyone's favorite team, the San Jose Sharks. All right. Chris Chapman, who you got? Yeah, a lot of, lot of garbage to choose from with San Jose. However, <laughs> I found a guy who I, I think fits. He's actually from okay. the Seattle area, grew up there. He's young, very low cap number, produced a little bit on a bad team. Dylan Gambrell, the sentimental pick from Kent, Washington, a suburb of Seattle. I went good cap number... Young age, highest potential ceiling, I think, Ryan Donato. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, dislike either one of those picks. Um, you know, this one for me was difficult because I don't want anybody from San Jose. Like, I would just kind of, 
say I'm good and move along, but uh, because they're not going to play. And, you know, I thought about Gambrell quite a bit. He was going to be the pivot for me on the fourth line. I did move away from Gambrell just simply because I liked other players better in that spot. But I'll go Jaden Halbawax because that's such a cool name and <laughs> – that's all I got. Like it, it, again, no one from San Jose is going to play for me. It's totally fine. <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's picks are arguments of this guy because he's ten million dollars, or this guy because it's fun to say. That's <laughs> he's got a cool name. <laughs> I love it. Yes, one hundred percent. And it's going to be a fantastic team. So moving on to the St. Louis Blues, Chris Chapman. What do you got for me? Well, this is another one of those ones where you're like, wow, they, they have a really good player that they're going to lose. I think a lot of people are looking at Tarasenko, saying, hey, maybe they can flip him. Uh, another guy I like for them is Zach Sanford, but I went with Vince Dunn. It seems like that's the obvious choice. It seems like that's the direction a lot of people are leaning to. He obviously has some issues with the management in St. Louis. I think it's it's he's young. He's an RFA. You're going to have to pay him a little bit, but I have the money, so Vince Dunn is, is the direction I go here. I went Vince Dunn as well. Talented offensive defenseman, skates well. A player that you know St. Louis would not want to lose if they didn't have the cap crunch that they have. Uh, and I also, the, the one hiccup, hiccup, and I I took him anyway, but he is the only restricted free agent that I feel I'm probably going to have to give him a substantial bump, probably double what he's already making. Uh, but hopefully leave the room to make that uh, worthwhile. You know, it's interesting because I, I wanted to go with Vince Dunn. I really, really did. I even flirted with Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, but I, I just don't imagine that Vladimir Tarasenko is going to want to be a Seattle Kraken. So I moved on from Vladimir Tarasenko. I did not select Vince Dunn. I went Sammy Blay. And I love the way Sammy Blay plays the game. I don't have to worry about a, a contract extension or, or really having to, to bump up his salary until the end of the inaugural season so he could either play himself into a big raise or we can kind of figure out where the chips fall after that. But I think Sammy Blay in the right situation is one of those players that can continue to grow, continue to get better. Uh, I really went for Sammy Blay for hockey reasons. Um, and and I, I like the pick. I really do. Moving on, Tampa Bay Lightning. It's a, it's a who's who of really good, fantastic players. Who do you got, Chapman? Yeah, so many different directions you can go here. I went with a guy who could play anywhere on my line. He's actually going to be my second line center, and that's Yanni Gord. Yeah, I, I went a little bit off the board here, I think. A little bit off the mm. board. And initially, I was thinking Jan Ruda, uh, and that's not because I wouldn't want your Yanni Gords or your Alex Kalorns. Age became a factor. Cap hit became a factor. Room on my roster became a factor. Uh, Pat Maroon was in there, too. At the end of the day, I went D, I went young, and I went cheap, and I went Calfoot. Uh, you know, I went young and I went cheap too, but I didn't go defense. I went at, I went forward. I went with Matthew Joseph. I, I think you give him an opportunity to, to play up the lineup. You give him more responsibility. You give him really talented players to play with. I could see Matthew Joseph taking a step. That's the player I selected from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you can keep Yanni Gord and his 5.1 uh, Six million dollars. I'm good. I'll be okay. So, <laughs> moving on. Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Toronto Maple Leafs. Who you got, Chapman? Well, this is interesting because they acquired a guy over the weekend, and they did not hold on to him. In fact, he's a guy that I I really would like for the Golden Knights, but we'll see how that happens or if it happens, but Jared McCann. I went Jared McCann as well. Love Alexander Kerfoot chatter out there the last day or so. I went Jared McCann. I went Alexander Kerfoot. Uh, I'm going strength down the middle, and Kerfoot is going to be my third line center. Moving on to the Vancouver Canucks. This should be fun. What do you got, <laughs> Chapman? Well, we have our starting goalie coming off the board here for the Seattle Kraken, a guy who won a Stanley Cup not too long ago, was phenomenal in that Stanley Cup final. Um He's a UFA at the end of next season, so he's one of those guys where if things don't work out, there may be a team looking to acquire a goalie at the deadline. Not a very big cap hit, and that's Braden Holpe. I went flexibility, depth. I went Matthew Highmore. I went Jimmy Vesey, and I don't have any intention of re-signing <laughs> So that's all I got. Uh, I, have, I have zero, zero intention of bringing Jimmy VC back. Uh, I mean, listen, it's just, that's just where I'm at. Washington Capitals, what do you guys got? Well, we're going to go back-to-back goalies here. This is a guy, he played quite a bit for the Washington Capitals. He he fit well in uh, a rotation there. Uh, Vinick Vanacek. I went Vitek Vanacek as well. Young, good cap hits, and uh, competitive fire between he and Capo Kakinen to see who can take the uh, the brunt of the workload. Yeah, I did not go with Vitek Vanacek. I went with a defenseman that's probably overpriced, a defenseman that is probably a little bit overrated, and his best years are probably behind him, but that actually turns into a good thing when you look at deciding to sign a contract extension with which you might do with Justin Schultz I, I went Justin Schultz I know it's a high cap hit but I'm bringing him in to be a veteran presence um, on the back end I, I like Justin Schultz a lot I don't know if he's going to sign and the way then, you just tore him down <laughs> no 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 it'll be fine it'll be fine don't worry he's not listening to this um, okay so we're finishing up with everyone's favorite team the Winnipeg Jets who did you select from Winnipeg Chris Chapman well I'll be honest, I really like Mason Appleton. Low number. Um, they have another guy, Dr. Seuss. C.J. Seuss did not take him. I went with Dylan DeMello. Dylan is a good choice. Popular choice I've seen on a lot of the mocks. I needed another goaltender going for young, going for depth, going for someone that I know can be an anchor at the AHL level at the very least, and that is Mikhail Burden, who I once saw drop kick the puck trying to clear the zone. <laughs> <laughs> and we're That's bringing fantastic. him to Palm Springs. <laughs> True awesome. story. I went. That's awesome. I went Chapman with Mason Appleton. I, I yeah, like good Mason young Appleton. Player. I think he's. I think he's going to be a good young player. And, and again, I think that for me, based on what my team needs, I, I need Mason Appleton, and I need to try to extend Mason Appleton to something that is team friendly because. Oh, boy, year two, I'm going to need some help. <laughs> <laughs> so now the, the interesting thing about this, and, and we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to get to the lines right now. Let's, let's do the lines in the next segment. But in going through this exercise, did you find it to be more difficult than you expected or just more uh, just different from how you expected it was going to go? 
Uh, I found it it was challenging. I knew it would be. The, 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 the interesting thing was how you prioritize. You know, there are players who are talented at a given position that I didn't want to take just because of their age or it was a cap hit that just didn't seem worth it or, uh, you know, cost-benefit analysis, two guys, even one being better than the other. If they're going to be my fourth-line player, I'd rather him be a, you know, a true fourth-liner. Uh, so with, with all of that, I don't know about you guys, I found that the toughest side of my lamp to fill was left wing. Centers, I wanted to take a bunch. Right wingers, I took 12, and I had to circle back and, and wean it down a little bit. But left wingers, I really had to puzzle piece it together, and I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I found it, I found it difficult as well. Where I guess where, where I found it hardest was trying to stay cap compliant because it's very easy. You can go out and, and draft an all-star team if you, if you want or guys who are potential all-stars, but do you really want to screw the team down, down the road? I mean, if you want to win it year one, that's great, but... Yeah, buddy. The, the, the biggest problem I, I, I found, though, is I, going into year two, I have a lot of RFAs and a lot of UFAs. Like, I don't have a lot of guys under long-term contract, and yeah. I think that could be a problem. Um, so, obviously, I'm glad I'm not Ron Francis because I don't have to worry about having to re-sign such and such a player. But I have a lot of cap space left, so if there is guys or if there are guys who really panned out that maybe you weren't expecting, you could always extend them. So the interesting thing for me, and, and I'm glad that you kind of brought up beyond year one. Beyond year one, I've got a lot of RFAs. I've got a couple of UFAs, depending on what I want to do. Uh, but really for me, I've got, in terms of my cap, I've got $19 million, give or take, $19.5 million, give or take, to sign Gabe Landeskog. And then I've got to make a decision, right? Do I want Jamie Alexiak? Do I want Tyson Berry? And I'm going to sign Chris Dreger. So I've got really three players that are priorities for me in terms of, of which players I want to sign of my UFAs. I think with $19.5 million, I can get that done. So I'll be cap compliant. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, but I, I did find myself in a situation where because of the cap, I was saying to myself, okay, I'm just going to pick a UFA. They're not going to play for me. I don't really care that I'm not going to have this player that much. And I think I got into that just simply because I wanted to see how many big tickets I could put on one team to and, and still field a, a, a decent team that's cap compliant. That was my strategy going into this. How good, how potentially good, and how many high tickets could I get onto one team without it being a, a just – you know, a, a completely gutted lineup beyond your top six. And yet you left Ovechkin out there. You could have had him. You, you know, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I also wanted it to be somewhat realistic, and I didn't think I, – I don't think that Vladimir Tarasenko, even if he's selected in the expansion draft, I think it's a situation where you take the player, you get the assets from it. I, I look at Alex Ovechkin. I'd love to select him, but I don't think he's going to sign. So it's just kind of a wasted pick in that situation for me, especially when I looked at a player like Justin Schultz, who I think a little bit of veteran presence on your back end could certainly help. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It would have been absolute chaos to try to convince myself that Alex Ovechkin would sign <laughs> would with the Seattle that. Kraken, but I, I just couldn't do it in, in good faith. I, I'll say I, I, have an, I have a roster that I think is ready to play with – I've got three UFAs and a handful of RFAs. Most of them I could sign at close to the same number, I think. Vince Dunn is going to cost me more money. I've got five, 5.2 in space. That's what I've got. So 
I don't have any UFAs that I'd be afraid to just let walk flat out. I think I can make it all fit. But I definitely drafted a handful of guys that I would be hoping to flip if uh, were we in real life. Yeah, I actually ended up with about $21 million in, in, in cap space when, when I went through it. So so the, there's money for me to sign Landis Gug, assuming he would want to play in Seattle. But I could always go out and sign other free agents, maybe a guy like Mike Hoffman if I wanted to add. Did it. I do this wrong? How do you guys have four times as much cap space <laughs> as I do? My you Atlanta. know what? You know what? We, listen, listen. We will explain that to you in the break. And when we come back, we're getting to our lineups. What this team's going to look like on the ice for us. Game one inaugural season. That's coming up on the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Interact with the guys on Twitter. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the VGK Insider Show. So we've drafted our teams. We're all feeling very confident, really good about things. And now it's time to try to parse through the players, figure out what decisions we're going to make, who we're going to sign, who we're going to let walk, what that's going to look like, and find ourselves with an opening night roster. So Chris Chapman, after all the chips fell, how much cap space do you have to sign UFAs, RFAs, and make splashes in free agency? Well, I have a, I have a lot. I have almost $22 million left over in cap space. Now, obviously, I need to re-sign Gabe Landeskog, so that's going to take up a pretty big chunk of that cap space. However, I also drafted a couple defensemen who are on expiring contracts that I could try to move to free up a little bit more cap space. So I'm, I'm pretty good in terms of cap space. I'm in good shape, too. I've got uh, a hair over $20 million, uh, and the guys that I need to re-sign, I want to re-sign Jujar Kyra, which is probably not going to be too much more than he was already making. Same thing goes for Ryan Donato. He gets maybe a little bit of a bump, but not much. Vince Dunn is the one who's probably going to hit me in the, the $4 million range, 4.5 perhaps. Uh, other than that, Nikita Zadorov, Cal Foote, Jake Bean, Kale Flurry. none of those should knock me over. Uh, and Cody Ceci and Jamie Alexiak are two players who are both UFAs, and if they don't come back for a similar number, then I can probably let them walk. So uh, I think I'm well positioned to uh, to give you the the lineup I intended to give you in the first place. So I've got to sign Gabe Landeskog, and I'm going to do yeah. that because uh, on top of the signing of Gabe, La- Gabe Landeskog, there's the C that you put on the jersey. Gabe Landeskog will be a Seattle Kraken in my world. Um, I do have to make some some decisions on on Jake Bean, RFA. I'm, I'm certainly going to sign him. I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. Um, David Quinville, same deal. I'm going to let Jamie Alexiak walk. I, I don't think that it's in the cards for me because I think the one I'm trying to pursue in terms of defensemen, the, the UFA ticket that I want back is Tyson Berry. Um, and then Chris Dreger. I'm going to find a way to, to make that happen. And the same thing with Nikita Zadorov. So I'm well positioned to be a team that spends right to $81.5 million this year because, you know, I want to win this now, year. So, Ryan, Chris, what, what, is your, what is your cap space? I have $19,362,000 in cap space. My guess would be that Landis Scog and Barry alone is going to take you right up to seventeen. You Wouldn't know, you think? I don't want to live in that world. I, okay, <laughs> in that, in, in, 
Now Landis, okay, so Landis Gog, what are we thinking? Like nine million? Yeah, yes. probably about that. That's what okay. he's looking for. So yeah. nine million, nine million for Landis Gog, and then Tyson Berry. Your number, your number for Berry is eight. Is is in and around eight million dollars? Yeah. Led yeah, defenseman I'm scoring. Not, okay. He's been one of the best best puck movie defensemen in, in the game. Minus one season for the last five or six years. In, like, in that, in that case. I will move on from Tyson Berry. I'm not too concerned about it. I'll see if I can maybe trade his rights to another team. But in this situation, if I'm going in at at $8 million on Tyson Berry, that's not what I'm going to spend on him. And I have confidence in my restricted free agent defensemen uh, to, to sign them and get by because I like my scoring up front. So, so I'll I'll operate under the assumption that I do not re-sign Tyson Berry. So that'll I would like, be fine. As we go through our lineups here, I would like uh, I I would be curious. Fans usually chirp uh, at you, Ryan. I I'd be curious who they think has the best lineup when we've when we've run through it. Yeah, we can we can certainly put that out on Twitter uh, as the that. show comes to an end. So, Chris Chapman, your opening night roster. What do the lines look like? What's it look like for you? Okay, so we'll start uh, with – we can actually start with the blue line. Uh, my opening night roster for my defensemen, I'll have Vince Dunn and Mark Giordano as my top-pairing defensemen, although I could always move that around a little bit. My second pairing, I have Dylan DeMello and Marcus Pedersen. And my third pairing, you know, it, it's, it's a, I, have, I have some options here, but I'm going to go with Connor Clifton and Jake Bean. Nikita Dzidorov is a guy who – Maybe I'll put in in place of Jake Bean. I don't know. We'll, we'll just see. But I, I have some options there. Uh, my top pairing is going to be James Van Riemsdyk and Gabe Landeskog in, in the middle with Jordan Eberle on the right wing. Left wing will be Jared McCann, center Yanni Gord, right wing Frank Vetrano. Third line, Kale Yarncroke, a guy I can move around a bit. Colin Blackwell and Evgeny Dadanov. And my fourth line, eh, these guys aren't going to see a whole lot of ice time. Alexander Volkov, Dylan Gambrell, and Christian Fisher. All right. I'm up. I like my roster the more mm-hmm. and more I look at it. Uh, Adam Henrique <laughs> is going to center. <laughs> I've, gone from, I've gone from tinkering all day to like, you know, hey, this ain't bad. All right. I'm going Adam Henrique is with James Van Riemsdyk on his left and Jordan Eberle on his right. That's line one. Second line, Max Domi is between Evgeny Dadanov and Ryan Donato. Third line, Jujar Kaira is with Jonas Donskoy and Jared McCann. Uh, and then my fourth line would be Colin Blackwell centering Frank Vetrano and Brendan Lemieux. Colton Sissons and Zimgis Gergensons are on the outside looking in. That's how good my lineup is, that Frank Vetrano is a, thir- a fourth liner. It's insane. Uh, sorry, just patting myself on the back as I go here. Uh, Mark well Giordano is on my top uh, pairing with Nikita Zadorov. Then I have Will Butcher with Vince Dunn, Jake Bean with Troy Stetcher, Vitek Vanacek backed up by Capo Kakinen. All right. No, I, I like uh, yours better than Chapman's. Yeah, that's, actually, that's I, I, I do one. like that. I do uh, like <laughs> your lineup. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you that. And uh, a lot of your defense looks uh, somewhat similar to mine, just in terms of, of a few players. So, But you're about to bury me with my... scoring. Let's see it. Here's my lineup. Game one, this is the Seattle Kraken. I'm going to go top line, Gabe Landeskog, Ryan Johansson, Jacob Voracek. Second line, Max Domi on the wing, 
with Matthew Joseph and Jeff Skinner. Third line, Josh Bailey, Alex Kerfoot, Sammy Blay. Fourth line, Christian Fisher, Mason Appleton, Paul Byron. So those are my forwards. That's my top that's that's my well it's a top nine with a, a decent fourth line that's a good fourth and line. then that's a, very yeah, good it's a really line. good fourth line <laughs> uh, so my defense top pair gonna be marcus Pedersen with justin schultz it's going to be uh, second pair is going to be nikita zadorov with hayden flurry and my third pair will be jake bean with troy stetcher and then my starting goaltender will be chris dreger backup capo kakinen It's not bad. Yeah, it's what good. I I think what I what I'm what I'm seeing is I got to put Zadorov in my in my top six defenseman, and uh, Troy Stetcher is a guy that will definitely have some trade value because both of you guys have him in your opening night roster. He is not even on my opening night roster. So, uh, well, the Brian Kraken are just young and fun. There's, there's <laughs> not much more behind it than that. <laughs> Uh, so, just in terms of of where my where my Kraken went, because listen, I was the one that went after the big tickets, and and I certainly painted myself into a corner. And the corner was, <laughs> let's win year one. I think I'm looking at that lineup, right? <laughs> Landeskog, Johansson, Voracek, Domi, Joseph Skinner, Bailey, Kerfoot, Blay, Fisher, Appleton, Byron, like. That could that could make the playoffs in the Pacific where, Division, right? Where where your Kraken yeah. went? Your Kraken went to the bank before you changed your mind. You've got <laughs> Landis got, well, and and in my mind, Barry is still in the equation, which now he's not. So fair enough. Barry uh, is not in the equation anymore. Says Landeskog, Johansson, Skinner. That's a lot of money tied up. And you made it work, though. You made it work. It's that's very impressive. That's very impressive puzzle uh, puzzle piecing by you. Chapman, who's who's uh, whose lineup do you like most? I like Brian's. I I think it's. Uh, I mean, look, your yours is is boom or bust, and then if you don't boom, you're busting. It's the, it's the, old, bust, it's the only bust, way to live, bust. Chapman. What yeah, are you talking well, about? Come on. I, I I don't think Ron Francis is going to live that way. So <laughs> I I think I think for for my roster, the the whatever credit you want to give to it, I for the most part for the most part, have guys playing in roles they're suited to play, for the most part, with the exception of fourth-liner Frank Vetrano. I just couldn't yeah, fit that I, I don't. I, I, that blows me away because he's a guy who, who certainly can can light up the lamp, and he's a guy who, who seven game-winning goals last season. That's that's pretty incredible. I have him on my second line. You've got him on your fourth line. So, so. Well, And I've got Dadnov and Donskoy ahead of him. I wouldn't bump Dadnov down. Donskoy, I think, in a third-line role is perfect. And Vetrano, really, it's more with how I think he would work with Colin Blackwell is, is more the reason why I'm comfortable putting him down there. My left winger is it's Brendan Lemieux for grit, or, again, I told you I like Michael Bunting in a, a low-risk, high-reward situation. I could swap those two in and out. Yeah, I, I think your your lineup, Brian, to me, is one that can continue to grow, and, and you've put players in the right situation to succeed and, and also the right situation to kind of get more out of them. I, I don't like I don't look at your lineup as one that I think would struggle in in this Pacific Division. I, I think that it's a, a lineup that could certainly hold their own and play hard and play well. Um, I I went and and decided that if I'm Ron Francis 
and this is kind of my thought process going into this entire exercise. If I'm Ron Francis and you've got the Vegas Golden Knights who are on paper the best team in the Pacific Division, you've got three teams in California that I don't think are going – some may take steps, but I don't think they're going to take enough steps to really challenge. I've got to figure out how to be better than Vancouver – I've got to figure out how to be better than Calgary, and I've got to figure out how to be better, better than Edmonton. I'm not going to get a Connor McDavid. I understand that. But I can probably be better than one of Vancouver or Calgary, and that's my entire focus on this exercise. I want to put a team out there that I think is better than those two teams, and I feel like it's there for the taking. And the, the biggest takeaway for me out of this is if you don't go big ticket, you can still come out with a really, really solid team on the other side. Yep. And if you do go big ticket, you can come up with a team that I think has the proper building blocks. You identify a few key players. You hope that they work out for you. You can build around the edges. The, the, the avenue is there for the Seattle Kraken to be a good hockey team right off the bat. Depending on what your philosophy, it might look a little bit different, but I do think the building blocks are there for them to be good. And, and again, what we said at the beginning, what doesn't factor into this little exercise we had, which was just fun, is that some of these decisions would have been made for us in the sense of if St. Louis really wants to lose a Jaden Schwartz cap hit, uh, who's also a good player to have, um, and they dangle yeah. a pick in front of me, I'm doing that, and I'll, I'll you know, grin and bear missing out on somebody else who maybe I liked equally, but I'm getting something out of it. That, that would have impacted a lot of this. For, for my team, my goaltending is the most questionable, because I have Vanacek and Kacken, and I'm putting a lot of trust in youth and that one of them will seize the job if not having a good battery, but both of those are RFAs next year I have to repay. Um, and I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I've got 11 guys who are on expiring contracts, which kind of make me very popular at the deadline, but it basically means I'm guaranteeing that I'm probably going to be a big player in UFA next summer because I'm going to be losing half my, half my payroll by next June. How many how many players do you have under contract beyond uh, next season? Beyond next season, I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and one of them is my AHL goalie. <laughs> That's exactly how many I have. <laughs> I've got nine guys <laughs> under contract beyond next season as well. So, uh, so both, so of, I've both got, of us could be could be yeah, in a, a whole I, world of trouble. <laughs> Vanacek or Kakin, I'm definitely trying to re re-sign one of them by Thanksgiving. I'm I'm open to first impressions for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's amazing because I like when I went through it, I thought my number was very low, and then I I asked you the question, and now I'm kind of right in the middle. I've got eight players under contract for the 2022-23 season. Not ideal, not great, but I do have quite a few RFAs, especially with Tyson Berry coming out of the equation for me. Uh, I'm likely going to have Jake Bean, David Quinville, Nikita Zadorov under contract for those seasons. So that kind of improves my numbers there a little bit. Um, and then as far as the forwards go, like I just I, I need those guys to perform. Like I, I look at the lineup, I think it's good, but if you know if you can't get a good season out of Jeff Skinner, oh boy, yeah. I'm screwed. Well, I'll tell you, um, that's... and that's I also I, I picked I picked uh, contracts that I could get out of, which might mm. put me in a bidding war if the player is is playing well. But I've got Adam Henrique for th my longest tenured player, who if he stays mm -hmm. with me the duration is Colton Sissons. So in my world, Colton Sissons is the first Seattle Kraken number to be retired. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my. 
my strategy of big ticket items didn't necessarily work in terms of contracts I can get out of. There's no getting out of Jeff Skinner's $9 million average annual value for the next five years. So that's just not something I'm going to be able to do. Or Gabe Landeskog. Well, I'm I'm okay with that. Now, Gabe Landeskog, I I don't really care. Like, I'm going to re-sign him. He's going to be the face of the franchise. I think there are are certainly worse decisions I could make when it comes to naming a a face of the franchise. I I I know that contract's going to end up bad, but I don't really care all that much. Um, Jake Voracek, it's only three more years. Um, I say, uh, it's not my money. I don't care. Doesn't matter. And then Ryan Johansson. Um, like with Ryan Johansson, I, I still okay. Here's the thing with Ryan Johansson, and I understand how ridiculous this sounds, knowing that he's my top line center. But with Ryan Johansson, I still feel like he can be better than he's been. Um, so I'm banking on that. But outside of those three players, and well, in Landeskog, um, it, yeah, it's a cap nightmare. It's terrible. Like I've got eight players under contract, and it's uh, for forty one million dollars so that's not ideal going into year number two and just looking ahead a a couple names that jump out as as free agents potential free agents assuming they don't re-up their contract in the 2022 season you have guys like seth jones johnny goudreau morgan riley alexander barkov so so there definitely could be some some big time free agents that those guys that seattle could target if they have the cap space and again, you're treating this entire episode differently if Columbus works it out with you that you draft someone in the expansion draft that they want and then flip it to them for Seth Jones and then you resign him right up. That's, that, that would also change the entire calculus of this entire exercise, which makes it a fool's it's, errand, but it, a fun one. <laughs> it's going to be really fun tomorrow as we are watching the expansion draft unfold to see what players we got right which ones we were oh so wrong on and how many deals in uh, how many side deals inform what general manager ron francis ultimately decides to do but right now we've got two tickets for battle for vegas courtesy of vegas's fastest growing luxury brand finley volvo las vegas if you want to go see team riley smith take on team marcus allen on saturday july 24th be caller number Six seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Caller number six. You've won a pair of tickets to Battle for Vegas this Saturday, courtesy of Finley Volvo. We're back to wrap it up. Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up. Tuesday, thanks to Brian McCormick for indulging me in mock draft shenanigans. But right now, it's time for Chapman to close us out. Catching up with Chapman, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, so obviously we've spent the entire day talking about the expansion draft, which is going to take place tomorrow. At this time tomorrow, we should know a little bit more as far as who will be a member of the Kraken. But I saw some of the player or uh, celebrities that are going to be involved in uh, helping the Kraken name their team. A lot of uh, basketball players, some some football players. But I was disappointed. I didn't see any musicians on that list. Like Seattle, obviously known for their music, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. I mean, the Pearl Jam guys are huge sports fans. So I was a bit surprised that they were not on the list. But they uh, grow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, maybe maybe they'll surprise me, and I'll see Eddie Vedder and Jeff Ament uh, making a pick for the Kraken. 
Okay, that's cool. Uh, hey, Brian, <laughs> uh, thank you for doing this, and, and hopefully uh, we can get you back on next week so we can kind of discuss what ends up happening with Seattle, what they're going to look like. Since we did all this today, two hours, Seattle Kraken. Thanks, fellas. Had a blast, and uh, always up for a mock draft anytime. That is Brian McCormick. Thanks to Brian for jumping on with us today. And, you know, you're going to have to get to Twitter. You're going to have to let us know who had the best team. Seattle drafts their team tomorrow. We'll be on the air. Some special guest hosts tomorrow as well, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.